Father, I thank you. We thank you, God, that we just get to come and, and fill this barbecue place uh, together as, as brothers, as the, the family of God. We, we thank you that we get to come together as, as a family, as, as brothers doing life together like iron sharpens iron. God, we thank you that every Friday morning we get to receive a sharpening and to, by your spirit, be a sharpening to another man. So God, we we say uh, you don't need any you know any uh, any introduction. You don't need any welcoming, God. You, we don't need to ask you to come, but but we do. We ask you this morning, God. We want more of you and less of us. And God, I just pray even this morning as I communicate on on uh, in your name on your behalf, God. I ask for grace. I ask that you would lead me by your Spirit. And every word that is shared, and we pray for the table talk time. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, this month's topic, um, last week we opened it up, and for this whole month we're going through the topic of integrity together. And last week, I titled last week's teaching, The Eyes of God. And we read out of 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, where it says, The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And we just took a, a few moments last week just to think about the idea or the reality that, that God sees and that his eyes right now are searching the earth trying to find hearts that fully belong to him we talked about how it's a good thing or we ought to desire to live a life that is pleasing before the eyes of God who sees and we do this by the leading of His Spirit and the empowerment of His grace. And this morning, we're going to talk about the context being the love of God. And that's what I would title this morning. I would title this morning's teaching, The Love of God. Because our desire and our efforts to live integrous before God is only legalism if it's outside of the context of his love. Our desire, all of our efforts, all of our striving, it's only legalism if it's disconnected from a real love relationship with creator God. But if it's, if it's in the context of his love... The desire is pure and it's clean. And our efforts are fueled by love. How could that be legalism? How can it be legalistic? If fueled by the, by, by the love of God, we want to please Him. It says in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 22, Jesus says this, He says that on judgment day, there will be many who say to him, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. But Jesus says, 
sadly, I will reply to many, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I don't know if you've ever read that passage in Matthew chapter 7, but I definitely had a time in my life where I wrestled with that. I'm like, wait, Jesus, what are you saying? You're talking to guys that healed the sick, they raised the dead, they cast out demons, they performed miracles, they were, they were ushers at their church. They showed up every Sunday. They, they did the stuff. But Jesus says, but, but I, I didn't know them. They did all of those things, but they neglected the greatest thing, which is relationship with me. And Jesus is saying it's possible to do the works or to have the outward facade of being a man of integrity. But here we have another passage where Jesus is saying that you could fool every other man, but you can't fool me. You can put on the show, you can perf even perform miracles, which is scary. But Jesus calls, and I wrote this down, he calls our activity or our works outside of intimacy with him lawlessness. He's not impressed by it. He doesn't even desire it. He doesn't want it. Jesus calls our works disconnected from his love, lawlessness, because what's the greatest commandment that sums up all the law and the prophets? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. If we neglect this, we neglect all the law and all the prophets. If we neglect love, the invitation is love and the context of it all is His love. There's a difference between working to earn His love and living in His love. He never calls us to work to earn His love, but He does call us to live in His love. John chapter 15 we know this man, Jesus says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. The one who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. That's crazy. Jesus says, in the same way that the Father loves me, I mean, how much do you think the Father loves the Son? I mean, there, there's no way to measure the love of the Father for His Son. Then Jesus says, in the same way the Father loves me, I love you. And then He says this, abide in my love. What kind of invitation is that? That God in the flesh would, would say, yeah, the way the Father loves me, I love you. I want you to abide in my love. I want you to live 
in my love. It says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, John writes and he says, This is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. You see, when it's when you know when we're desiring to live a life of integrity and it's in the context of love, it really isn't a burden. He goes on in chapter one and he says, Now we know that we have come to know God by this. What does he write next? If we keep his commandments. Whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God is truly made perfect. These are not my words. These are the inspired words of the Holy Spirit written down in Scripture. This is how we know the love of God has been made perfect in our hearts, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. It's not a burden to love and choose my wife every day because I'm in love. Nobody would say that I need to stop striving or would call me legalistic for putting in effort to loving and choosing and being faithful to my wife. Nobody would call me legalistic. Nobody would pull me aside and say, Brother, you really need to seize, you know, stop your striving. You're trying really hard. I'm like, bro, I just love my wife. I want to love her better today than I did yesterday. I want to put in more effort. Because we all know married men, that covenant relationship with our wife, it takes effort. We don't just wake up in in the morning and stay in our PJs and and just expect our wife to, to, to feel loved. But there's things that we can do and we ought to do and we do it with joy out of love. The context is covenant love in the same way that love for our bride produces desire and action. Love for God produces desire and action. He doesn't want our works outside of a love relationship. And I'll close by reading this psalm. I love this psalm. It's my favorite one. It's it's the longest one. But I love Psalm 119. And these are the first five verses. Um, We don't know exactly who wrote Psalm 119. Many say it was David or there's a few other speculations. But the writer of Psalm 119 says this in verse 1. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey His laws and search for Him with all their heart. They do not compromise with evil. They walk only in His paths. For you have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. And then he says this. I love this. He says, Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect 
your decrees. Keeping his commandments or living a life of integrity is not a burden when you're in love. But as the psalmist says, it's actually really joyful. A life of integrity ought to be joyful. It ought not to be burdensome. And if it is, I always like to evaluate where I'm at in my love relationship with God. Because usually when things are becoming burdensome, I'm, I'm lacking in the area of intimacy with God. But as soon as I get back in His presence with a joyful heart, like the psalmist, he says, oh that, my, oh, that my ways were consistent in keeping your decrees. And when I read all throughout Psalm 119, which a lot of it is about this dude wanting to keep the commandments of God, when I read that, I don't feel, I don't feel legalism. I feel love. I don't know about you, but I don't label the, the, uh, the psalmist of the, of the 119th chapter as a legalistic man. I label him as a man that's so in love that he so wants to please his God. And that's what we talked about last week, that it is good to desire to live a life pleasing and worthy before the eyes of God who sees. Let me pray and we'll hand it over to uh, the table captains. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you're committed to us. You're, you're faithful and you're consistent even when we're not. God, would you mold us? Would you shape us into the image of Jesus? As we read last week, would you search our hearts would you see if there's any way in us that is not pleasing to you, God? And would you lead us in the way everlasting? Lead our conversation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.